Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another coffee talk. Today we're doing a decaf brew and I'm really excited to finally crack into this conversation. I've been meaning to bring some more topics about the environment and just becoming more eco-friendly and just the research I'm doing in my own day-to-day life onto the podcast, but I felt like I couldn't do that without first doing, I guess, like an initial introduction video about why we should even care about these things. We always have to start with why before we get into like the how and the what and the nitty gritty. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we jump in though, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote as per usual. This one comes in from Chris Maser or Masser. I hope I'm saying his last name right. But the quote is, what we are doing to the forests of the world is but a mere reflection of what we are doing to ourselves and to one another. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to the Coffee Talk podcast. Today we're going to be doing a decaf brew and I'm really excited about today's video because I've been wanting to not even dip my toe. I've been wanting to catapult into this just topic and just video and content and all of that for so long, but I don't even know if I, I, there's no excuses. It's really just a matter of feeling like it was such a big and daunting thing. And I have this thing with creating content especially lately in the last like two years where I really kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to not just talk the talk and to also walk the walk. So I don't like making videos about things that I haven't myself experienced or actually implemented into my own life and can say that it's had some benefit or that I've actually learned about this thing and so on and so forth. So that goes without saying that today's video is going to be all about how and why we should care about the environment. Maybe not so much the how, more emphasis on the why. And the reason why I want to start with this video is because that I do plan on incorporating more of the little eco-friendly tips and tricks that I'm incorporating in my day-to-day lifestyle, but I feel like this just makes the most sense when you think about when you try and get anybody on board with caring more about the environment, the first hurdle and the first question is why? Why should we care? And I feel like I want to start there in case any of you guys are out there and it's not necessarily that you don't care about the environment, but maybe you just don't put a lot of thought into it. Or if you're someone that has been into the environment and then has just like fallen out and not really been able to kind of keep up with those eco-friendly tools and tips and tricks and all of that, because I get it. But before I get into more of the nitty gritty and I guess showing how we need to go over why we need to create the fundamental argument as to why we should care about the environment why I care about the environment and then from there we can start incorporating how to take the things that we talk about today into our day-to-day life so I beg the question why should we care about the environment I recently fell upon the argument, you might say, of somebody that was basically saying like, why care about the environment? You know, we think that humans create all of this damage, but we actually cannot kill the earth itself. The earth is incredibly resilient. She has overcome things like ice age and meteors that have, you know, taken out dinosaurs, erupting volcanoes, crazy storms, like no matter what the earth always kind of finds its own balance and it's not really about the humans at all. So why should we care about the environment? Now, there is no argument that the temperature on earth is rising, the levels of water are rising and plastics are overtaking our oceans. There's definitely no arguing that fact, 
But does the earth actually need saving or will she be able to just overcome whatever it is that we toss at her? I actually technically agree with said argument that no matter the amount of chemicals we introduce to this planet, the amount of garbage we toss in these oceans, the amount of lakes we destroy, Mother Nature will likely find a way to overcome said obstacles at some point, and she might have to take some drastic measures, but she likely will. I would agree with that argument that humans actually maybe it depends on if we blow it up, but even if we blew up the earth, the earth would likely find a way to slowly but surely start growing life again. And it might take just millions, if not billions of years, but it would likely happen. Like we might not actually be capable of destroying the earth. So if that's the case, then what is the actual point about caring about saving our environment and reversing climate change? And that I would say the point is to preserve what is living on the earth and life as we actually know it. So if that's the case, then what is the missing ingredient that seems to be going around that causes people to not necessarily care? And hey, I say this as somebody that I feel like I've had that ingredient in myself. I, since I was really little, I always used to love the idea of like saving the planet from extinction and like climate change and all of that, like just global warming was something I used to like research. And when I was living in my, the house I grew up in, they put up all of these signs that they were going to take down the forest behind our house. And there was like this Creek behind the house and things like that. I don't remember what grade I was in. I want to say it was maybe grade four. And I literally wrote a letter to the housing development asking them not to cut down the forest. I like petitioned them cutting down that forest. And I was actually just recently in Kingston, my hometown, and my dad was moving into his new house and we were driving through that neighborhood, the neighborhood that used to be trees that I once petitioned back in like 2004. Like I definitely can understand both sides. The people that get so passionate and are so like out there and trying to make great change. And like, I'm such a yes, girl, do it. But I also can understand like when we bring it down to reality and you bring it down to like the average human day to day living, I can understand where sometimes that passion, even though you can understand that the, the world needs us, that climate change needs to be addressed, that somewhere along the way, it starts to fall within the cracks of just things that are convenient, like wanting to feel like you have something conveniently or can do something conveniently and without stress. And that's not because we're bad people. It's literally because our brains are wired to look for the path of least resistance when we do most things. And then on top of that, you start to include people that, you know, most human beings on earth haven't done a great deal of like self work or the ability to really like challenge the ego and question selfishness. We literally live in a world of convenience. We want things, we want them fast. And we also live in a world of out of sight, out of mind. So when you don't see things, when you literally aren't witnessing the change, the devastation that is coming from climate change on a day to day basis, it makes sense that it doesn't feel like such an urgency to do something, to take action or to presently care on like a day to day basis. I am not saying that I agree with that. I am saying that I can understand it though. I can understand how life can sometimes 
just get in the way and you start to let these bigger problems fall to the wayside of just trying to solve the normal day-to-day -day problems in your life and to just try and find a moment of convenience or breath, I get you. I'm not saying that this is something that we need to like crazy anxiety spiral ourselves out about or become obsessive over. I just think that I'm basically saying I can understand both sides and I think that we need to find a balance in which we understand why it is so important for us to care. And this is important to understand because especially if you are one of those people that is an advocate for being more eco-friendly or being more environmentally friendly, this is really important. It might not be a popular opinion, but I'm gonna say it because I think that it's actually just reality. And it's reality is most people have enough problems on their plate in a day-to-day they are exhausted enough by the end of their day. They have kids to raise, households to run, businesses or companies that they work for or are helping to grow. People have relationship problems. People have self-image problems. People have, you know, mental health problems. There's enough to stress about. People have money problems. People have security problems. And I get it. I get that at the end of the day, like that can already feel like a lot that the last thing that most people want to do is then introduce more suffering by confronting the truths beside things like, you know, extinction or deforestation or how much plastic is in our oceans and how it's actually going to be in the next few lifetimes that we might not even have fish left in our oceans. Like that can be a lot on our plate when there's already a lot going on. And that's an important reality to face because I think that's why we start to see so much division between you're either eco-friendly or you're not and those two powers or parties start to go against each other because some people just like get really wrapped up in just either believing it's not even a real thing or that it doesn't happen in their lifetime so why even care or that life is just busy enough and it starts to feel almost like virtuous to be eco-friendly so I can see the friction there and then the people that are eco-friendly and, and you know trying to make change and coming from relatively most of the time a good place can sometimes start to get angry and people don't react well to anger people don't react well to judgment so we don't get anywhere we don't actually move anything forward because everybody's got such fixed mindsets on everything and it's wrapped in so much fear and judgment that then we can't have open conversations about what actually needs to happen. We can't have conversations where we strip away the ego and we stop caring about what it means about us individually or making it about us at all and making it more about all of us, you know, because this really is about all of us. It's about preserving life and humanity as we know it, as well as the animals, the nature, the landscapes that we've seen, the things that we have been blessed with on this earth so that future generations can also enjoy it. I think the missing ingredient in a lot of this isn't necessarily compassion because like I said, I think when people are brought face to face with the facts of climate change, including myself, instantly you feel that sense of, you know, that's devastating, that's terrible. It's not that the compassion isn't there. I think it's just a matter of, like I said, out of sight, out of mind. It's a level of consciousness and awareness to the fact that this is not the kind of problem that is necessarily going to just break overnight. It breaks in tiny little pieces every single day. The temperatures rise in very small increments every single day that we might not notice it on a day-to-day -day basis, but then all of a sudden we're noticing different ecological changes in our environments and then things 
can get to the point where it might be too late. So I do want to talk about that. I'm going to jump into some of the facts that we just cannot get around. We figured out now why people maybe don't necessarily pay attention, not that they don't care, and why it's important to even talk about climate change and care about climate change to begin with, being that we want to preserve life as we know it. But now we're going to dive into just some of the cold hard facts about climate change. So when we entered the industrial revolution, that is basically when humans started using large factories to create manufactured goods rather than just small little shops and homes, we started admitting way more carbon dioxide, CO2, into the atmosphere at rapid rates. Like basically for the last 800,000 years prior to the industrial revolution, things were kind of pretty steady. And then all of a sudden we just started increasing the amount of CO2 that is in our atmosphere. It helps trap heat into the earth. It helps basically keep the earth's surface warm. But when there's too much CO2, then we start to overheat the planet. So the actual temperature of earth has been increasing ever since we entered the industrial revolution. Now, because this happened so rapidly, our earth wasn't given a chance to catch up. So good old mother earth started experiencing things like melting glaciers, like raising temperatures and rising sea levels. Now, again, like I said, this is not something that happened drastically over just like a month or two months. This has been happening slowly and slowly, which has caused us to start to see slowly, gradually gaining momentum um, outcomes and I guess like rippling effects from this change. The other problem that comes from our earth warming up is that it also increases the temperatures of our oceans, which changes the currents of our oceans, which dramatically affect the storms and the weather conditions that we also experience here on earth, i.e. we start seeing more hurricanes, we start seeing more like drastic storms that start to devastate a lot of land. Not only that, we've also polluted our planet. So we've polluted things like air, we've polluted things like water to the point that it's up to 2.4 billion people don't actually have access to clean, unpolluted water. Human beings have a tendency to abuse some of the natural resources that we have, such as air, such as water, such as soil, that could take a long time, like millions of years to replenish itself, to rejuvenate itself, but we are using it up and basically destroying it at such a rapid rate that we're gonna eventually run out. And this also affects humans too. So the evidence is also showing that having poor air quality and rising temperatures is ruining a lot of delicate ecosystems and is actually increasing things like asthma and cancer in human beings. Another really shocking fact is that there's actually 5.25 trillion pieces of plastic in our oceans right now. And that in itself is devastating because not only do sea turtles and dolphins and fish and birds and different animals think that plastic is food and then try and eat it and die. And if they're not dying from plastic, they may be swept up in one of the nets that come from the overfishing we're doing from our oceans. We're taking out way more than they have the chance to continue to recreate and regenerate. Not only that, with increasing populations, we then need more food. We need more, which leads into just the whole agricultural topic on climate change, which is a whole other freaking can of worms. But on top of that, we also need shelter. We also need materials. So that's actually 
in concluding in about 18.8 million acres of forests being cut down, just mass deforestation in order to be able to create or provide this food, in order to create even just the food that feeds the food that humans eat, in order to create the materials and the, the wood that's needed to build homes and shelters and buildings, like it's all coming from these forests and we only have so much forest. Also when human beings burn coal, two things called sulfur dioxides and nitrogen oxides get released into our ecosystems and our atmospheres which then get pulled into our rain clouds and then comes down in the form of acid rain. The problem with things like acid rain is that that actually can start to damage and completely devastate things like open bodies of water like lakes and freshwater and start to kill forests and kill off species including fish species. And I think one of the most cold hard-hitting facts of all is that some of the most detrimental things that we're seeing happen from climate change, some of the most devastating outcomes of climate change might become irreversible by the year 2030. So that's in 10 years from today. So if it wasn't about, you know, anything else, if it was thinking that you had time or anything like that, you know, I think that when we start to think about 10 years from now, a lot of the worst things that have happened due to climate change might be or could then happen or could be to happen, could be forthcoming in the future to happen, um, that could be irreversible within the next 10 years. So we need to start waking up now. We need to start caring about the environment in a way. And that's kind of, I guess, my goal with making more eco-friendly content is because it's not to say that you have to be 100% perfect. And I feel like that's the problem is, is that, that, again, we're getting into how it becomes this duality of, of almost like two teams that get angry with each other because there's this level of expectation of how much we should care and how we should allow that caring to show up in our day-to-day -day actions. But here's the thing, we don't need to be perfect. If everybody cared even just a little bit more to make the tiniest little adjustments in their life, if everybody even made one habit of an adjustment in their life, think of that multiplied by every single person on earth, that alone would give enough of a difference to start buying us more time, to start helping to heal the environment, to start giving us more leadway and wiggle room to try and reverse a lot of the problems and a lot of the wrong turns that that we took a long time ago. So let's circle back to the original question that we started today's coffee talk with, which is why should we care about climate change? I think it boils down to, like I said, caring about living life like it's really not as much to do about the earth as it has to do with I think for most most of our driven ambitions like deep down would come from trying to save humanity and if you want to save humanity then you need to save the environment the setting in which humanity exists in because there if there is no earth if there's no living earth as we know it right now then there really could be no humans and we all know now you know we think that we're so big and high and mighty and it's kind of funny when you think about that just like not to like bash on humans in any way you know I love being human but we think we're so invincible we think that we can destroy the earth when really the earth's sitting there laughing like okay yeah this is a little painful mind you and I care so much about the animals the poor polar bears down there that are having to freaking suffer because of you guys humans but if you guys try and hurt me I'm still gonna be here when you won't be and that's the thing is that that's why we have to care up to a million different species are I can't say that word today species species 
up to a million different species are at risk of going extinct if we don't do something about climate change. And that is a devastating fact because I know again that not everybody gets motivated or activated by the idea of like just unnecessary suffering of animals that literally don't, for what we know, don't have any sense of consciousness in order to know what we're putting them through. Like if that's not enough, if it's like, if you can't think about the fact that the polar bears just need to be able to just thrive and feed their babies instead of just like growing all thin, then it needs to then come back down to humans, like our future generations, your kids, your kids' kids. It kind of all comes down to that big giant question, right? And I feel like we always get deep in coffee talks, so we'll just go there. We'll go to the question. We'll ask it. Like, what is the point of life? Because that really, when you think about why I care about climate change, then you kind of have to ask yourself, do you value human life? Because if, again, if the suffering of innocent animals isn't enough, or even the suffering of humans now, because people are being affected by climate change, by that, like crazy storms and famines and forest fires and so much more if it's not enough to care there, then we need to kind of come back to the very root of so much human life, all of human life, which is like, what is the meaning? And, you know, this is where things get really questionable because everybody has a different answer. I mean, the meaning of life is hopefully to enjoy it, right? Because we don't really know the meaning. So it's really the meaning you give it. And I hope that you would give your life the meaning to be enjoyed. Your life is meant to be enjoyed. The earth is meant to be enjoyed. And we have been so blessed to be given things like cloudy skies, like beautiful sunsets and vast oceans with incredible creatures. We have been gifted valleys and mountains and freaking fresh lake waters and northern lights and glaciers and volcanoes and beaches, sandy beaches of all different colors from black sand beaches to red dirt beaches or red clay beaches to like just soft white sand beaches with turquoise water. We have been blessed with rainforests and waterfalls and great iconic things that when you see it, you're almost like, is this even real? Cause this looks like a dreamscape. Okay. So we have been blessed to those things. And if we don't cherish them, if we don't respect it, then we might not be able to show those things to our children or our children's children. We should care because mother nature has done nothing but support us, supported our ability to have life, to experience life and energy in the third dimension, not to get too cosmic-y on you guys, but literally mother earth, if she didn't, if this earth didn't supply our ability to live, we wouldn't be able to experience things like love, like joy, like triumph, like we wouldn't be able to experience ourselves. And the only reason why we're able to do that is because of this amazing, amazingly beautiful system of the earth, the ecosystem that's giving us the ability to breathe, that gives us the ability to heal, that literally works so organically to thrive in order for us to thrive. We should care because our tiniest bit of effort right now will create a rippling effect in how much of a difference that makes, which would be a big difference in the future generations. And on top of that, we should care because unfortunately, a lot of our leaders, a lot of our politicians, a lot of our, a lot of the people that have a big amount of influence on this earth, influence on money, influence on so many different things, on, on populations, on countries, don't care. Maybe it's not that they don't care. Maybe it's that it's like, 
they feel apathetic towards it. Like it's just like they're just disinterested because in their minds and in reality, it probably won't happen in their lifetime or in our lifetime. So again, it circles back to like, you don't really have to care if you don't want to, because you're right, it might not happen in your lifetime. I'm gonna, I wanna input a little bit of an, an opinion here. And it's the fact that, yes, there are a lot of us that it can be very easy not to care. And hopefully it's just because, like I said, for convenience purposes or just because there's a lot on your plate. But when you do, when you have the means, when you have the, the money, when you have the time, when you have the influence to start caring, and this is kind of where I come, I've been putting some pressure on myself to care more, it is important to actually do so because yes, it's not likely going to happen in our lifetimes. But I think that no matter what, when we don't care, when we kind of go into that self-centered mode and I, I say that again, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I just feel like even with politicians and things like that, it's just like a, it's a self-centeredness that comes from like, I just need to, I focus on the individual rather than the vast majority. It's like, how can I be more successful, have more money, get more this, do more that. You know, we've talked about that a lot this year, specifically in 2020, um, and specifically on the coffee talks. But when that starts to happen, when it becomes about us as individuals rather than us as communities, us as one, I really think that that's when we start to lose the sense of happiness that we can actually have. That's when we start chasing what the ego wants. And all I, again, like, I feel like I don't want to like strip that down to any spirituality stuff in case that turns anybody off. What I'm really saying is just that that's when we start caring about the things that are more shallow and self-centered. And when we do that, you might be able to be the most rich, powerful man in, in the world, but in my belief, you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't be fulfilled. You wouldn't have that deep sense of what we know to be grounded, true contentment. When we care about one another, when we actually show up and respect and honor the things that have respected and honored and given us the ability to be ourselves, to live our lives in order to just experience life in general, when we show up and take responsibility for caring for those things, one, that's badass because that just makes you a good damn human. But also two, I think that that's when we actually do get back to in a, in a really like healing full circle way, we get back to what true happiness is. And it is about communities. It is, it is about caring about one another, including other life forms that live on this planet. And yeah, I just feel like that's when we actually start to feel a sense of fulfillment within ourselves. And yeah, you might say that that even comes from like a selfish wish to want to feel better. But again, it's just like, if you know that each human kind of has that self-fulfilling need to go out and live life in a way that fulfills themselves, then at least if, if someone's looking at life through that perspective of like, it's more fulfilling to make sure everybody gets to live a fulfilling, enjoying life rather than just me, myself and I like whatever, I think that that's a healthier way to be a selfish human, you know? But I don't know, maybe that's a coffee talk for another time. Are we all just innately selfish? a thought. Anyways, those are my thoughts for the day on why we should care about climate change. Some of the cold hard facts about climate change and how we as humans are affecting our planet and just some of my own opinions and thoughts on the matter. Feel free to leave your comments, thoughts, suggestions, information you want to share, anything like that down below. Again, I just want to pitch this out there because I know that conversations usually start brewing, that this is a place of feeling open to express yourself without judgment. And let's all, even if we are informing one another or challenging each other's opinions, do so in a way that comes from a grounded place of like less ego, you know, like let's stay open-minded, 
let's keep growing upon each other and with each other rather than getting against each other. We already went over all of this in today's coffee talk, so I'll leave you there. I love you guys all the way to Proxima being back, and I'll see you guys all in the next coffee talk. Bye, guys.